This is The Spot, a BYU-Idaho radio production where we talk about what you're talking about at BYU-Idaho. Today's hosts are me, Savannah Bewley, Hayden Hahn, Chandler Guadney, and Nathan Anderson. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU-Idaho radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. Today, Valentine's Day. Of course, we had to talk about Valentine's Day coming up. It's a tradition here on the spot. Every single year, we got to talk about Valentine's Day, and almost every semester, we talk about dating. So, That's what makes I was sense. Say, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Them. And of course, it's uh, one of our most popular episodes almost every single semester. So we know you guys are listening. Thank you for tuning in to the spot. Mm-hmm. And, and we're happy to be here, right? I mean, dating in general—it's like Savannah said, it's huge for whatever reason. Everyone likes our advice. Um, I don't know if it's the best, Better but or worse, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was our yeah. live show last semester, and that was great. <laughs> Everyone really liked that one. That was really fun last year or last semester. I guess it was last year too. So uh, technically both, yes. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, we're happy to be here, and hopefully we can all help each other out, and also help you out today. The, I do have to point out that there's a little bit of irony here because. Savannah is the only female in the studio. There's three other males. So Sorry, like you will be properly one. represented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's going to be interesting because, uh, too, like, uh, I don't know how many how many of us are single. I would say I'm single. I'm single. I'm single. Okay. I am not. All right. Ooh. So it's definitely, like, going to be an educational uh, episode of the podcast, <laughs> I would say. Right? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, hey, speaking of educational and advice for dating, we actually have some sound bites. Brinley was able to go out and talk to some other students about some of the things that they want to advise others about dating and especially about Valentine's Day. So here we are. What kind of advice do you have for BYU-Idaho students and just dating and all of that stuff? My biggest advice when it comes to dating is to just trust your gut. I think at the beginning of relationships and talking to people, sometimes you'll just have certain things that don't sit well with you, but you kind of will convince yourself to keep trying, keep giving them a chance because you like other things about them. But I think you really just have to like trust, trust that initial feeling because it always ends up being right in the end. I think that my biggest advice would be keep your first date short and simple. I think some people go too extravagant or too long, and there's nothing worse than a first long date, especially if you're not vibing and you're not connecting. So just keep a first date short and simple. I think something I like to do was to try to go on group dates, especially when it's like the first or second date. Obviously, it's fun, so you can have other people there. You can have maybe a friend there or something like that, but also... If your date doesn't know how to talk super well, then you definitely have your friend there to bail you out, which is super nice, and it makes it a lot less awkward on a first date. Some great sound advice from some fellow students, and in fact, that last student was Brinley's husband, so uh, they've obviously know what they're doing. They're they're married now, so... (laughs) We hope so. Let's hope so. <laughs> they seem very happy. I, w- I would agree that they, they know what they're doing. They, they're a very happy couple for sure. <laughs> <laughs> seemed like there were some good tips in there. Um, for sure, the keeping the first date short, at least with the mindset of doing something that is short that you can build off of if it is going good, I would say. So, like, I don't know. I know it's popular in Rector, but, like, going, going to Sodavine or something like that. Um, I go in there. They have that little couch, I think, that's in there. And it's in the open. Uh, it's a super fun little atmosphere. I think it's really cool inside that building. It's like kind of a like nine eighties or whatever seventies, and you can just sit and talk. And so I think that's a good like quick. Let's get a drink. Obviously, Rexburg drink so soda. Um, let's go get a soda, and we're gonna sit and talk and just get to know each other. And then if it is good, you can go build off of that and do something else. I agree. I loved that piece of advice, and also it's just 
it's helpful for safety as well. Yep. Um, like you said, it's in public, so people will be able to see what's going on. Yeah. You'll feel more safe. Um, and that's definitely something we want to chat about, dating safety here on on this spot, the spot episode. So dating safety, some advice, anybody? Advice on dating safety? Yeah, I wanted to hit on that uh, soundbite too with, uh, you know, pre- I, I think it was the first one with Kayla who said that, you know, you know pretty quick with your gut, like mm-hmm. how things are going. Yep. And it correlates really strong with the other quote, which is, you know, short dates. You know by, the, I would say most girls, at least most girls, yeah. know by the beginning of like the first like 10 to 20 minutes of the date how quick they want this to end. They probably, they either want it like as soon as possible or they probably want the whole night with you, right? So they're, I don't think it's like for sure like plan for the whole night. It's <laughs> it's definitely like be flexible and uh, and yeah, uh, obviously go in public first date. Are you kidding me? There are, there are some caveats I would say to the group date thing because I do agree generally like if you don't know this girl, go on a group date. Right. Yep. Um, but what if you do know the girl, if you've known the girl for like months and you're this is your first date, a group date's kind of silly. Yeah. I don't know. Would you I'm, agree with I that? I mean agree. I agree with I that. Agree. Like if you've been friends for a while and you already know them well enough, then yeah, that's a little different, I would say. But for the most part, I'd say if it's somebody you kinda know a little bit, definitely yeah. better for a group date with sure. maybe roommates or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. One of the best pieces of advice that I have when it comes to group dates and things like that comes from my stepmom, actually. Yeah, <laughs> she, uh, she told me, bring, uh, at least bring, bring it in your head, but make note cards of questions you want to ask to your date, because especially if you don't know the person, right, if it's the first time you've, you've met them, then you want to get to know them, and the best way to do that is questions. And so if you have questions prepared, you can kind of build off of those and make it work. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But also don't be that person that's like reading off note cards. Right, exactly. You know that's what why I mean? said, like prepare I them. I came prepared. Memorize them and then use like, don't, don't what are you, like, what are you looking hey, at over there? Just go yeah. on enough dates. Nothing, just, go d- on, just don't worry about it. Yeah, just go on so many dates yeah. that you just know what to ask. You just you know? ask the same five questions the, to everyone. I mean, I don't know, man, Nathan. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Don't go on too many. <laughs> no, you'll, you'll learn from it. It's like one of the, just like anything, it, uh, it takes practice, honestly. You're not going to be the most like, I, I know some people that are up here. I know it's college, and but there's everyone up here. Some people haven't gone on dates until now, and it, it's a thing. And so I know uh, just telling you guys, like, it's okay if you're not too confident that first date. It's okay to, to me- mess up and, you know, learn what's, like, I don't know, what to ask, I guess, kind of what we're saying. It's okay to, to kind of learn, and just like anything else, you're, you're going to take time and become the, the perfect dater, I guess, right, or the perfect date. Yeah. Speaking of the perfect date, what are some ideal dates that you guys would enjoy going on? It doesn't have to be first date, just something that you guys enjoy. Oh, that's a good one. And I think everyone's different. That's the thing. Um, I would say, like for me, I brought up the whole soda vine thing. It's a really open, uh, quick thing that I like to do. Um, and other things, especially right now, it's really tough in Rexburg because it's so cold. And so it's like, what can you do? And I think we've had this conversation before because it is a topic that comes up pretty often. Um, but what I hear is a lot of like um, game nights with friends, which happens to be groups, group date, e- easy group date. Um, there's always fat cats going to the arcade, something like that. It's I, so fun. I've really liked, I've heard a lot of people talk about that splatter lab too down the street. Oh, yeah. Like simple just going out and experiencing Rexburg because people think there's not a lot to do here. But there's a few real fun date um, places you can go to. And there's also some fun things you can do for free around here. Mm-hmm. Um, the observatory on campus, 
You can like go to the Romney building and go see the star shows for free and go. just go and have fun with your date. Um, and of course, you can talk about it and have fun the rest of the night just chatting about it. Right. Um, of course, it's it's winter right now. So definitely not something you want to go out to a park necessarily. Um, <laughs> it's a little cold for that. I mean, negative 22 degrees. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, luckily, though, the last couple of days have been not so bad. Nice. But yeah, they've been pretty nice. But Clouds are keeping it warm but yeah as far as um dates even like past your first date i think there's just so many things to do around here and people are like rexburg is so boring let's just stay in a netflix and chill right and i'm like no <laughs> like let's do something fun and different you know yeah. <laughs> like let's go out there's a vr place a VR here place, yep. um in that. rexburg it's over by the mcdonald's and dollar tree in that area it's in that same little parking lot. Yeah, it's $5 for an hour per person. That's That's really not bad and super cheap if you're... uh, And then you could go to McDonald's or something afterwards, right? So, Mm -hmm. like... $6 date, here we go. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like, super, super cheap, right? And so um, there are definitely some great ideas and even free ideas um, around here in Rexburg. Speaking of ideal dates and dating safety, Noah Farley actually got to talk to a few of his buddies, Nathan and Emily, about dating safety and dating apps and ideal dates. Here's that Spotlight interview. For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm Noah Farley, and I'm here today talking with Nathan and Emily, who are coming up on their one-year anniversary of being a couple. Thanks for meeting with me today. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for having us. So now you two actually did it the old-fashioned way with, like, meeting each other in person. Right. And I wanted to ask, how do you feel about dating apps like Mutual? I had some negative experiences with Mutual. um, And I had some positive experiences. But I, I don't mind them, but I feel like they're almost... I don't know, they're not... I don't feel as genuine with them. And I, I've met a lot of people who... We like a lot of girls just use it as a joke, really. Not, not saying every girl does that, but you kind of swipe and then you realize you, you start out really excited about it and then you start swiping and then you realize, eh. Yeah. And then you just do it for fun. Like I have a friend who just got it. She just got back from remission, and she just she just realized that that wasn't the way that was gonna work for her. And so I guess I'm kind of neutral about them. You can they could work for you, but they didn't work for me. I have similar thoughts. Um, I, I tried it for a couple of weeks and I got like one match and, uh, yeah, and I, I don't come over very well over text anyway. I do much better in person. So I decided, you know what? Dating apps are not working. So I'm just gonna do my thing, which I know that I'm good at and, uh, worked out. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and now that you're at the point that you are here, you're coming up on your one year anniversary. Do you have any uh, special plans for Valentine's Day? So we kind of made the decision because of our one year anniversary was so close to Valentine's Day. And, you know, we're poor college students that we were going to do like cards on Valentine's Day, but make a bigger deal of our one year anniversary. So we're actually going to do a photo shoot for a one year anniversary with one of my good friends. She took our photos before and she was fantastic. We're going to do dinner, which I'm really excited about. (laughs) And maybe flowers and just kind of spend time together. What advice would you give to BYU-Idaho students who want to date and have a relationship with someone? I would say that when you're looking for somebody to date long-term, to have a relationship with, one of the most important things you can do is find somebody who's willing to 
work with you on stuff. So we have some pretty good communication going and we check in with each other often to see if we like where we're at and if we like where we're going. The other thing that I would say is very important that we discovered yes. <laughs> is that um, even though you should love your partner and want to spend time with them, you also need to have some time for yourself. Mm-hmm. So we like to set aside some time every day. Yeah that we have just to do what we want to do individually. Mm-hmm. And it's not always a huge chunk of time, but we found it's been really helpful for our relationship to have some time to be by yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was kind of the turning point in our relationship is once we figured that out, we re- our relationship just went to a different level. We were able to communicate better with each other. And we were able to decompress. I think one piece of advice, if you're really looking for somebody, is to realize that you have to be willing to be vulnerable and open. And when you're trying to communicate with someone, understand that they're, if you're really upset or passionate about something, sometimes you need to take a step back and reevaluate why it's important to you, what you're willing to compromise on, what you need to what you need to hold on to like that, like no matter what, no ifs, ands, or buts, this is something that we cannot cross this boundary and really figure those things out, like your communication style and everything, because no matter like your friendships or like a romantic relationship with professors, your family or whatever, if you don't have those like boundaries set up and what you're willing to do in any relationship, it's not going to succeed. So make sure you kind of understand that stuff before you really try to get into a long-term relationship. Thank you for imparting your words of wisdom to us all. Thank you for that. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Thank you for your time. So they had a few wonderful things to say in that interview. One I would like to mention is the dating apps. And there were a lot of wonderful things that they said about dating apps. But I will have to say my opinion is a slight bit different. But I would like to talk about what you guys think about dating apps like mutual and things like that. Um, I could start, I guess. Uh, it's First of all, I, I would like to say when it comes to dating apps, it's nice that we have mutual in general just because it's uh, at least – it, it kind of groups us as members into one place where we know that some people have, at least a lot of the people have the same uh, standards and uh, they believe the same thing. So I appreciate that. But I would also say um, I feel like a lot of people um, would like to meet their person uh, just like he said. He said the old-fashioned way. Um, a lot of people would like that, but then there's a lot of people that um, maybe that's not the they don't have that opportunity, I guess, is the best way to put it. A lot of people are introverts and maybe they don't feel so comfortable throwing themselves out there and meeting a bunch of people and, and going on a bunch of dates with a ton of different people when mutual kind of allows you to do that. You can find your type of person, find your similarities, build off of it, um, and, and kind of grow from that. So I do appreciate that. And I think it's a great thing that we do have in that it's there. Like I'd rather it be there than not be there basically is what I'm trying to say. I agree with you, really. My my boyfriend is an introvert. We actually met on Mutual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have a little bit of a, a different opinion there. But he's he's an introvert. And I don't think we would have met without Mutual. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that being said, I do think there are some things that we need to be cautious about with Mutual and other dating apps. If you just like just swiped up with somebody and just like matched with them, 
try to get to know them a little bit before you go on your first date <laughs> because you never know. That that goes back to the dating safety, right? Yeah. Um, so there are definitely things that you need to be aware of when you're using dating apps and being safe and cautious. But I do think that there are some relationships that, that can grow from mutual, and it does happen. Um, I Granted, I do think it's kind of rare compared to... <laughs> The others, but yeah, um, it does happen, and I'm in a very happy relationship that started with mutual. So you never know; it, it happens. What about you guys, Nathan Chandler? Any any thoughts about dating apps? Yeah, uh, I've got a, a number of thoughts. Um, I definitely think it's different here in BYU Idaho. I think that typically dating apps are just a gamification of a lot of just immediate pleasure. When you get a lot of matches, it can get addicting, mm-hmm. um, and people who don't get like barely any, the few they get, get addicting. So there's just this like very gamification of like the socialization, right? And it also takes away this really important aspect of dating, which is creating friends. It completely removes that. It removes the idea of like making friends, except for if you go on a date with this person you just swiped with. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that part's pretty bizarre to me. I feel like it's a really dehumanizing experience. Um, I will disclaim though, I have really close friends who met their wives on mutual like and they're happily married for more than like a few years right so like i know it works for some people one thing i will say is that typically you get in and you get out so like usually girls who find their their matches they are in for like a little bit and they get out if they've been on there for like ever they're probably on there not for i don't don't know maybe maybe that's not the case but uh, i definitely think that like if you're in and out that's like the ideal um but I would definitely be careful of like like if you think of social media as a bad thing, like generally speaking, dating apps are like the epitome of everything wrong with social media apps. <laughs> that's my opinion. A little a little hard on, but yeah, it's that's my opinion. I concur because the people that go on social media, right, they want to just show them be- their best selves. And that is that's the dating culture in all like every picture that I go, like I look at and I'm like, wow, that girl is beautiful because she picked the best photo, which is fine. But, you know, um, that's just how that goes. I personally, I have mutual, but I put it off for the longest time. I did not want to go and, and try that. Um, I do. I also know somebody who who is uh, the product of a mutual. They they found each other and they, they're married now and it worked for them. Right. So there, there are incidences where that that works out and there are certain things you can look for too um for example my boyfriend had a little bit of a little blurb of genuineness in his profile that said basically like if i get if i get uh stuck in my feels i delete the app so if i didn't pay attention like (laughs) you know if i didn't see your your swipe up then that's probably why i got caught in my feels and i I, you know, deleted the app again. And I was like, you know, that's very genuine. And that's something I probably would do. So maybe I should swipe up on this guy. And it turned out, right? So those little nuggets of genuine that I look for, um, I obviously don't have the dating app anymore. But but that's what I did when I used it, you know, looked for those little nuggets of genuineness. Mm -hmm. And I would say it goes on, there's building off what we talked earlier, go with your gut feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. And also take your time with the whole, because it is kind of tough to go straight to dating someone instead of being their friend first, which I always try my best to do. If I'm on the dating app, like I'm going to be trying to talk to you and getting to know you for a while to where I can feel comfortable enough to, to have like a conversation like I would with a friend. And so build that friendship uh, while you can on the app, um, get to know as much as you can about each other, each other, find similarities. And then when you meet in person, it's a lot easier. You're not just meeting a random 
person, even though you never met him in person, you you've gotten a, had you've had a really good uh, conversation with them um, over the app. So build that build that trust. Uh, use your gut feeling and uh, just be confident when you go in for that uh, first date with them. And so after you've built that trust with somebody and you've been dating them for a while, what are some like ideas for Valentine's dates, like ideal Valentine's dates with that person you've already built that trust up with and somebody you really are already comfortable with? Chandler, any ideas? (laughs) Well, uh, (laughs) looks like you were in thought, right? I am in thought because I don't have a girlfriend. Um, This is unique, but I I've never had a girlfriend, period. Um, and so Valentine's Day is, is one of those single awareness days is what people, people <laughs> yeah, always say, right? Into. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, Valentine's Day is, is special. Uh, ideally, I think, you know, hopefully you have that person that you, you know very well when you go on these, these dates with, especially Valentine's Day. Um, but I think Valentine's Day should just be full of little surprises. Like mm-hmm. if you were to, if you were to like send flowers to her work, I know that's like cheesy as all get out, but it's it's awesome. I I think that's awesome. Or you can um, drop off her favorite soda to her apartment, or chocolates, or so, you know, like I don't know. I feel like deep down every every girl, and you may correct me, Savannah, but every girl wants to feel like she's special in that way that you can just surprise her, and she's like, oh, honestly, so, those little details are so perfect. Uh, did I interrupt you? No, you're good. Yeah, I was just going to say I agree with you, Chandler. Like, that's the kind of thing that I like on, on Valentine's and, and any day, really. But Valentine's specifically, just feeling like somebody is paying attention to those little things about me. My favorite drink, my favorite chocolate, you know, my favorite flower, things like that. Because not every girl's favorite flower is roses. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but it's not. And so <laughs> if you know it and you actually take the time to find the right flower or the thing that they actually like versus just doing the exact same thing everyone else is doing on Valentine's, then it, ch- it makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference. I would say that that's actually, like, pretty key, actually. Um, so I'm, in, I, I'm learning about conflict management in uh, the comm department right now. And one of the things that they say that works, like, there are, like, three main principles that work for, like, successful couples. The first one I think they list is something called love mapping. Have you guys heard of love mapping? Mm-mm. Oh, no. No idea. Well, okay. Essentially, it's what... Uh, it's what you said. It's essentially like you're you know so much about this person's life that you kind of have like what they would love mapped out. Mm. Um, you you've asked them questions that are open ended so many times to where you have kind of this this dream state essentially of like you know what exactly they would want. But sometimes you just you can't give them what you what they want. So Valentine's Day, in my opinion, is this the opportunity to like bloom that that fruition of love mapping where you've you've mapped out what they like and suddenly could just give it all at once. And I, you can't do that all the time. So this is an opportunity to make that like extra little oomph in the whole thing. Does that make sense? I agree. I agree. Just putting all of those little things that you know into one day. Chandler, you started this great conversation. I think it's important to let the person know that you're with, that you know those little things about them and that you appreciate those little things about them. I 100% agree with that. And that goes along with the Valentine's Day gifts you know, gifts that we give on Valentine's. I believe that uh, what Chandler was saying, those little small gifts are great. And then you end the day with a really big gift. Maybe not super monetarily large, expensive gift, right? But mm-hmm. but maybe something that means a lot to the person. Um, That's what I was going to say, something meaningful. Uh, when we say something big, it could be, 
I mean, I know I know a lot of people, and for me, I really like getting a letter because it's something I can hold on to and I can turn back to and be like, you know what, I really like this person because, and I can see all the things that they wrote about why they like me, you know. And so I really like letters, um, gifts, I guess, food for me. I love food, and so I think <laughs> everyone loves food. One of my best uh, Valentine's Day gifts I got was like a Neater's, um French toast. Like, got it, it too. Like, I was just. <laughs> It was while I, was, I think it was uh, it was a few years back. But I was like in bed, and then it just got delivered to me. I was like, "Wow, okay." And that sounds yummy. In bed. And so <laughs> that's like one of those. I'm like, man, that's uh, I, I'm easy, I guess. Just food makes me happy, and uh, but I would say building off of just uh, I guess Valentine's Day and and the gifts that I'd like throughout the day. It's just something that's super simple, but it makes you feel special. Uh, makes them. It's a chance to like show the other person that you care. Um, Give them gifts, give them, show them love, write them letters, do all of it, and they'll appreciate it. I'd say it's definitely different, too, depending on how long you've been in the relationship. Because oh, yeah. that special thing, that letter, could be special every single year. Yep. You could start something with their first Valentine's Day and then continuously always give them a letter every year, you know. Or, you know, if it's a new relationship, you don't know them well enough, you know, but you still want to get them something, you know, that cute little teddy bear might be nice, right? <laughs> and that's still a good gift, Um but if you feel like you know them in a decent uh, and you've known them for a while, then think really hard about it and, and think about and put some effort into it. Right. And I, I'd say that on both sides, not just the male. I know there's a lot of media out there where the male gives the gifts and does all the things for the female and then nothing else is done. Where I believe strongly that the male partner deserves just as much attention as the female partner. And it's oh, important yeah. that that that's being said because really healthy relationships are like that they are supportive to each other and it's not all about the female same with like the wedding days and stuff like that it's not all about the bride it's <laughs> it's about the bride and the groom and i agree that uh, with that with valentine's day for sure like it. I totally agree. We like to I, I I always hear girls say uh I want to feel like I'm being chased as in like as in the guys like uh, doing all the work to you know uh, to go after the girl. You know what? Sometimes we like to be chased, you know. I, I like true. to feel like, or pursued, I guess. Chase is kind of a uh, different way to say it, but like you know what? When you feel pursued and like someone's really trying to to kind of I guess show that they like you, it's a good feeling. And so it is. It, it's very mutual. Um it, I mean, as much as I like to, and I love, I love giving gifts. I love that feeling that you get when you see someone be happy about a gift that they just got from you. It's a great feeling, but hey, I love gifts over here too, so. Yeah. I got, I got a really good quote for that. There's, uh, I think, I forgot the institute, I forgot what it's called, but it's this really big institute that talks about essentially like conflict management or whatever. And I think they were talking about romance. And I think essentially what they said is that romance is, um, it's this dream that you guys are dreaming of together you're agreeing upon and it's it becomes real the longer the romance goes on so it's kind of just just like this it it really is like letting go of like the reality of like you know how negative or you know how like all the poor things that are about your partner and look and just dreaming about like all the positives that they really do bring Mm -hmm. to the table and uh and that's kind of cool it's like looking at it as it is kind of a, a mythical magical experience it's something that's not really uh intrinsic in in like monetary value i would say with the gift giving even like we all have different love languages um Mm -hmm. and so like gift giving for some is like the way they give love but it's not the way they receive love and some some are vice versa um sometimes they just want quality time maybe just spending a lot of time with them that day is like what they needed um but yeah I, i would say that like you know like if you're listening and you have a girlfriend you know okay you know what they really wanted just think about it 
I think guys can sometimes trip themselves up or gaslight themselves. <laughs> you just got to just think for a little bit. Yep. You'll figure it out. And sometimes they'll just straight up tell you. And that's okay, too. You know, one thing that I love as a female, just effort. Effort oh, is yeah. all that matters, really. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're trying hard or even if it's not super hard, at least you're trying, right? That that shows something, right? That shows that you care and that you've been thinking about it and trying to make the day special. And that's what's important. Mm-hmm. We have a little game prepared today. Each one of the male guests decided to have a couple questions for me as the, the female guest or female host. Each male host <laughs> had a couple questions that they wanted to ask from a female perspective of of, of different things. So, uh, Chandler, you want to start since you thought the game up? Sure. Um, so, I have a date this week. Okay. 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 I have a date this week, <laughs> and I wanted some ideas on dates I could take her on. First date. First date. First, First date. date. I know we talked about it a little bit, but is there anything else that you guys would like to do? Is this a mutual girl, too? Did this you meet is her not. On? Oh, okay. I did it the old-fashioned way. Oh, oh no. So, That's great. Uh, yeah. So, I'm going to have to... To think of things and I I did it yesterday. So um it's just like I have to start thinking about ideas, right? But yeah. Um, um so for me, my boyfriend and I, the first date that we went on was um boba tea. And we just like yeah. sat there and talked drinking boba tea and getting to know each other. And that was a great first date, you know, and and we got to talk for as long as we wanted and we could just sit there and chill and drink boba tea. That was a great first date. Um I've had some nightmare first dates, which movies, no-go for first date. Yeah, no Don't movies. Don't go to the movies for first <laughs> that date. wasn't on my radar, so um, we're good. If you're listening right now, <laughs> no movies. the answer's no. No, <laughs> no. Movies are great dates, just not first dates. Yeah, plan on a movie date later on down the line. Later. Because I love movies, but it's like... Uh, you just can't talk a, to your date yep, there. exactly. You can't get to know them. So, so movies are great, but for later. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't put that in your first date. But I would say Boba Tea or um, like Righteous Slice, something like that, Righteous where you can Slice, just kind of... Yeah. Do something like maybe eat together or just have a drink together um, and just chat. Those are the perfect first dates, I would say. Hemming Village over there, uh, just going there and you have options, honestly. And so I've gone down that road and been like, what are you feeling like today? And it's like, you got this, this, this. You kind of just let her choose, honestly. Um, I think letting her... uh, some some people wouldn't like that and they'd be like, oh, can you choose? Obviously, that's a funny thing where it's like, I'm, I'm not, I don't know where I want to eat, but they really they really do want to eat somewhere. They just don't want to say it, you know. <laughs> make, make them right. feel comfortable that's and true. be like, you know what? Like, I, I don't mind. I'm I'm not picky at all. So I'm like, go eat wherever you like and and stuff. But drive down that road and just be like, what are you feeling, honestly? Yeah. And you got options. You got crumble there too if you want to go after. So it's it's kind of nice. One thing I, I don't want to cut too much into Savannah's time because this is about her answering our questions. But I will. I want to just add that um, sometimes it's good to have an activity that allows for uh, expressions outside of just talking with the conversation. Mm-hmm. So, like, food is a great example because you can be eating and talking about the food. Some, if you're playing pool, you can be playing pool and talking about a shot you just made, right? Or, like, making jokes about it. Like, mm-hmm. those little in-between things of the conversation, like the main, the overarching conversation, having those little supporting arches mm-hmm. that they get to see what you're like. When you're into something, they get to see it, Right. So they want to be able to visualize like what's your characteristics, like what's mm-hmm. your what's your demeanor. Like those are opportunities for that little thing. So like going on campus and playing games together, like that's totally a great opportunity for that. But you want to be able to show characteristics of yourself. That's what they're looking for. Right. And there are board games in the MC too. Like if you're interested in a board game night, that's a really fun one too. Um, just getting to know somebody on on the first date that way. Um, but I would say, I don't know, that one tends to be more of a second or third date kind of situation because yep. you really want to get to know them. The first date 
that's what you want to do. So, so you do the most. You, I mean, you'll do a lot of talking every day, but that's you'll do a lot of talking. Just getting to know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of talking. So yeah. another question, uh, Nathan. What was your question? Okay. Do you want the hard one or the easy one first? Oof. Go with the hard one. Okay. How soon into knowing someone do you know it's going to be romantic? Okay. Here's my advice here. Now, a lot of people try to like, they try to read the situation and they're like, oh, does she like me? Does she not like me? Ask. Just ask. <laughs> because honestly, like, yes, it, it's really nerve wracking and stuff like that. But like, for me, one of the most attractive things about my boyfriend is that he literally just asks me when I, if I'm uncomfortable about something or if I like something, you know, and when we swiped up on mutual, he was like, you know, talking to me about what I wanted and, and things like that and what he wanted. Clear communication is one of the most attractive things, most attractive things, I would say, in my opinion. And so if you're interested in somebody, don't just keep trying to read little things. Ask. Are you interested in going on a date with me and specify a date so that they know that you're wanting a romantic encounter, not just a friendship, hey, let's hang out kind of thing? No, be confident in your answer. And and that usually is the most attractive thing, at least in my opinion, um, as from a female perspective. Maybe to clarify the question, Mm -hmm. how soon do you know it's just going to be a friendship when you meet someone? How soon? Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think of anything in particular about necessarily friendship versus romantic, except for do you feel do you feel a little bit more yourself around them? Mm -hmm. Right. More than just a regular friend. Do you feel like you can be your whole self or do you feel like you're kind of. I don't know, uh, editing that a little bit Mm, around them, masking. Are you masking or are you completely yourself? And if you're completely yourself around them and you feel happy and excited to hang out with them that seems a little more different and a little more romantic than friendship and i would say sometimes you can find that fairly quickly from when you've met somebody within the first couple weeks of hanging out with them or sometimes it takes a minute before you can feel that way with somebody so it really just depends on the situation um but if you're feeling comfortable with them feeling ready to talk about pretty much anything and you're comfortable that's a good sign that's a good sign that it's more romantic and less friendship well, not less friendship. You want both, right? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Hayden? Uh, my question, I guess we've all been single on Valentine's Day before, so I was going to say for all those single people out there, like us, I know you're not single anymore, but us guys over here are all <laughs> single. What do you do on Valentine's Day? Like, what's a normal thing you can do on Valentine's Day if you're single? Don't sulk. Do not soak. Don't put that chick flick movie on and <laughs> eat a tire, an entire thing of chocolates. Don't do it. Remind yourself of the cool things that you are, right? Because, like, it, it, you may get really sad that you're single, right? But don't be because you're an amazing person. Um, so things that I like to do when I'm single on Valentine's Day, remind myself of how awesome I am. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds a little bit conceited, but it really isn't. It really isn't. You need to remind yourself of how great you are, especially with everyone around you going on a romantic date. So do something that makes you super happy. Do something different than you would on a regular day, right? Like if VR games are really fun and exciting, but you don't do them that much, go do some VR. Um, Don't sit there in your bed sulking and being sad all day because that's really the worst kind of Valentine's Day you can have. Go out and buy yourself something special. 
and just feel happy. Um, you know, get a manicure or <laughs> from yeah, a woman's perspective. <laughs> I've never had a manicure, uh, to be honest. I mean, there are some men that like manicures. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is do something different for yourself than you would normally. Um, and, and get yourself out of that rut of I'm single and, and this isn't right for me. Like, no, you're a special person. Every single one of us is created by God. We are special. Nobody can be Hayden except Hayden. No one can That's be right. Chandler except mm. Chandler. No one can be Nathan except Nathan, right? And so think about those things about yourself. Make a, make a list of 50 things that you love about yourself. 50. 50. You heard me. 50 things Easy. that you love about yourself. And really think about it. And if that list can't be 50, try and get at least 10. Write it down and put it somewhere where you can see. Build off of it. Exactly. Yep. And, and, and look yourself in the mirror and, and remind yourself you're special. That's what I would do on Valentine's Day as a single person. Yeah. Motivation. Motivation. Like that was the motivational speaking segment. Brought to <laughs> <laughs> I, we, we down bad out here and <laughs> if you're single on Valentine's Day, so all the, all the more to you. I, I do have one, one more question. I know we're kind of tight on time, but uh, you are representing the female population of the school. So, so perhaps this question is no more pressure. so of your perception of like what other girls are experiencing. Yeah. Do girls know what they want before they find a good guy that they will like? I would say that really depends on the girl, yep. right? That depends on the woman. Um, because for me, I went through a lot and uh, within my dating experiences. And because I went through a lot, I knew exactly what I wanted. And when I found it, I knew it, you know, um, not saying that I know for sure that we're getting married next, you know, Tuesday or something like that. But I do say, like, I can tell that I'm with somebody that I've wanted to find for a long time. And so I would say for me, because I went through some so many bad experiences, yes, I knew what I wanted. And when I found it, I knew it. Right. But there are some people who don't. Some people who don't know what they need versus maybe they want something but don't know whether that want is actually a need. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it just depends on the person. It depends on the person. Some people, they're still trying to figure it out and they just happen to find somebody that really vibes with them. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Depends on the time. Depends on the person. Yeah. I feel like it probably does take experiences going going through like you said you went through stuff and you know what to look for what you want um everyone's different some people are just barely starting their dating journey and they just don't know what they want and so you're not going to find out if you don't go out and start dating and figuring out what you want and so it's a part of it it's all part of dating there's going to be mess ups there's going to be a little trials and stuff you're going to go through but it's it's a part of it and at the end of the day you'll be you'll be better because of it so yep absolutely agree Motivational thing still going on. Right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions you guys had? <sighs> I was going to bring up, just because I do think we talked a little bit about it last semester at the dating uh, live show, uh, dating culture uh, in the church especially. Um, mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on, on that? And I guess it's a broad question, but just in general, because it's something that gets brought up. I've heard people ask about dating culture in the church. Um, what are your thoughts on it? I think sometimes there's a lot of pressure in the church to get married, get married like soon. Right. And, and, and I really don't like that because it took me a very long time to figure out what I wanted. I'm 28. Right. And so some people here on campus, they're like, I'm 23. I'm, I'm dead. Like, I'm, you know, like I'm not, I, I don't have anybody. And I'm like, it's fine. Take your time. It's okay. You know, like it, you could be 30 by the time you get married and that's okay. You could be 37. You know, I had a presenter come to one of my classes not too long ago, my family relations class, and she was single until she was 37. Wonderful, wonderful woman. 
Um, and she just talked about finding the joy in life outside of just finding somebody to marry. Mm -hmm. There's so much more in life. Um, with specifically the church culture, I would say it's getting a little better. Yeah, but there's still definitely a lot of pressure to get married super fast. Please take your time. Get to know the person while you're dating them. You know, it, it, it takes... It takes guts to do that sometimes. And there is a high divorce rate because people don't take time to get to know their partner mm -hmm. beforehand, um, before they get married. And so take your time. Really, really think about it. Is this somebody you could be with forever? And take that seriously because forever is a thing. You know, eternal marriages is what we want here on the, in, in BYUI, BYU church culture, that kind of thing. And is it somebody that you can see yourself building planets with? Yeah. Because seriously. this is who you're committing to. Take your time to think about that. You may think that they're everything and, you know, everything you've ever wanted, but really just focus and take your time on it. Um, that's, I guess, for me, that's what I see in church culture is people rushing. And don't rush. Take your time to really find somebody that you really love, right? Perfect. If I could yeah. comment on that, too. Yeah. Um I, I read from I studied a lot from a psychologist who talked about ghosting, like the the crazy phenomenon that is ghosting, and really I, uh, this comes a lot from like if you're getting ghosted a lot, um, this happens to people who have clingy kind of attributes, and you're not weird for being clingy, especially if you're a guy. I'm not gonna lie, because sometimes you experience traumatic events in your life where you you're questioning your value, especially on the dating market. Maybe you had a really rough girlfriend or abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. Who knows what it is? Uh, when you're clingy, you look for validation a lot. Mm -hmm. When anything changes in the relationship, maybe maybe your girlfriend gets a job. Maybe classes change and your schedules change, right? And then you seek extra and extra, like, reaffirmation, reaffirmation. Like, I, I exist. I exist. You liked me, right? You liked <laughs> me, right? When you're secure about yourself, that is attractive. Just purely just straight up simple it's like the number one thing all girls say is the most attractive thing about a person is their confidence and they can sniff it out okay yep. if you are clingy it just takes like two texts really it really only takes two texts and then they immediately know okay something's up but they don't know exactly what is up okay so you need to communicate how you feel about those things guys are really bad at tuning in and so it takes a little bit of time take a deep breath okay think about how you feel about this and don't don't keep grabbing for more, okay? She's a normal person, and she probably likes you, okay? <laughs> There's a reason you guys have hung out together so much, all right? Just take it easy. Um, take your time. Yeah, take your time. Mm -hmm. Seriously. And I've, I mean, I'm 27, so I'm with you about the whole, like, it's scary, right? Like, the way that we're being pressured. But I've witnessed a lot of my friends that I've met throughout college. They're divorced now, and they got married, like, pretty quick. And it's not to say that maybe there was something like one person or the other did something wrong or whatever. I don't know. I really don't. But I do know that, like, giving time, who knows what could have happened. Um, I think that people think they know what they want way more than they actually do know what they want. That's yep. my personal experience. I'd agree with that, honestly. A lot of times people think they know what they're looking for, and then they just kind of, they're like, oh, yeah, you're exactly what I wanted. But were they what they needed? You know, that there's a difference mm -hmm. there. And as far as if you've been in a, an abusive relationship before, I know you brought that up a smidge. It's, it's okay to continue to want that, to want not an abusive relationship, but to want a healthy relationship. And it's okay to talk to your partner about those things. In fact, it's, it's, good to do so. Just make sure that you've known them long enough before you get to that point. Having a serious conversation like that, some people call it trauma dump. I feel like that's a little bit... Productive. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a, a little bit disrespectful, I would say, in a way, because trauma is huge. Um, and a lot of people have gone through trauma in, in ways. And so having that conversation with somebody, and it depends on the trauma, you know, if you have been married and that, that might be something you want to bring up before you make things official with somebody. If mm-hmm. you've been married, if it was a traumatic situation and you have triggers, those are things you might want to bring up before you make things official and say, you're my boyfriend or you're my girlfriend. But also make sure you've known them long enough before you have that conversation. Don't make them feel super uncomfortable on the first date, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Talking about serious things like that. So really get to know somebody. Go on more than four dates with somebody before you decide to make it official. And, and really get to know them and understand whether you're comfortable enough sharing those deep traumatic things with them. So that's what I have to say about trauma, for sure. You know, it's Valentine's Day coming up. So this TikTok trend is people asking their wife, their girlfriend, their boyfriend to be their Valentine, right? And they're already married. They're already in <laughs> relationships, you know. And so what do you guys think about that specific trend? Because for me, I've never seen that before. I've never had that before where somebody just asked me to be their valentine, even though we were already officially dating, we were already, you know, officially married or things like that. You know what I mean? Like, what do you guys think about that? That's super strange. (laughs) I I think, and this is something I've had, like, I've experienced, like, while dating someone, right, is, like, I assume we're valentines, right? Like, I sometimes have, the thing is, you do have to communicate about this one. This one's definitely, like, on a case-by-case basis. Like, you know your partner pretty well, I'm assuming, but, like, sometimes you don't know them. For Valentine's Day, right? Like, things change based on, like, cultural backgrounds. So, like, if they have been celebrating with their family, like, Valentine's Day their whole life or something like that, they see it a certain way, okay? Yep. And so you got to clarify those expectations because it's one of those things. Um, I, I definitely agree, though, that it's like, this is weird that TikTok's coming into it. For me, that means it's temporary. It'll always be like that, <laughs> right? Like, back when there was Vine, ton, tons of temporary stuff. TikTok's gone through, like, stages and stuff like that. Uh, when it comes to, like, I guess it's cute. I guess. Yeah, that's See, a ba- like, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's cute. Like I, I used to think like when I was watching those, I was like, "Come on, they're your wife." <laughs> yeah, and then and then I started thinking about it, and I was like, "You know what? Somebody taking their time to keep your romance mm-hmm. romantic and take the time to spend some time to make this wonderful like balloon display or you know these roses or something like that like if you've been together for 10 years and you're still doing that that's really romantic and sweet and I love that and I I think both partners doing it for each other can really give you some more um, intimacy in your relationship and I I love the idea now granted at first I was like that's you know you're married a little cheesy (laughs) kind of yeah but at the same time when I thought about it I was like that's really cool that somebody wants to dedicate their time to ask you to be their Valentine. Because in my head, it, it means that they know that they could lose you if they didn't try. And they're still trying and still showing you how special you are to them. So, yeah, the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, this is actually really sweet. But don't expect your partner to do it if you're not going to. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, Talk about take. it. Uh, don't expect your partner to do it if you're not going to do it. Do it for them, too. It's important. It's not just one or the other. You can't just expect the male to be the person that asks the valentine and then you don't do anything for them. That's not fair, right? Yeah. Uh, in make, my own opinion. And right? I, I do think it, it's the best the best way to put it. It is, it is cute. Um, when I thought about that trend and I'm like, when was the last time I really like someone straight up just said, do you want to be my valentine? It was like, 
don't know what you guys did in like elementary school, but they had like the bringing the candies mm-hmm. to your desk and like the will you be cards. my Valentine? Yeah, <laughs> like a little card written on it, and it's like Hayden. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like it's a good feeling. I know we don't really get that too much. Now, I mean, if you're dating someone, like you said, it's kind of expected that they're your Valentine. But at the end of that day, it's uh, reassuring. It's cute. It's fun. Um, it gives you the opportunity to go out of your way to do, do something. something. Fun, yeah, exactly. Right? And something that's like not really normal nowadays. Like you don't really see that out of like out of the order. Like someone just coming up and be like, "Will you be my Valentine?" And so it's just a sincere thing. I don't know. I feel like it's a good example of like, say, if I had to work the whole day and I got home real late and I had no like, I feel so bad, but I didn't get you any gifts. But um, will you be my Valentine? It's just sweet, you know? It's just sincere. It's sweet. It's yeah. sincere. I agree with that. For, Absolutely. Chandler? For all the fourth grade vibes we're getting, seriously, <laughs> though, you're telling them they're valued. You're telling yeah. them that they're not taken for granted, that they matter to you, right? I'm, I'm just echoing every, everything that everybody has said, but it's so true that if somebody was to come up to me and say, hey, would you like to be my Valentine or will you be my Valentine? I'd be like, Yes. It almost that, like, feels like a mini marriage proposal, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> it like, affirms, affirms so much to your own personal self-esteem and confidence to say, somebody wants me to be their Valentine. And I want to be theirs. I feel right? special. <laughs> right? Even if you've been married for like 10 years, like, it's okay. Like, it, it's a great thing to do. It's fun, right? That, mm-hmm. that magic it's quote, sweet. right? Like, keep the magic alive. That's what it's all about. Yep. Keep yeah. it going. You never stop. You will always do this your whole life is continually bringing in the magic. I 100% agree. You've been listening to The Spot, a production of BYU-Idaho Radio. Today's hosts were me, Savannah Buley, Hayden Hahn, Chandler Guadney, and Nathan Anderson. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU-Idaho Radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. This episode was edited by me and Colton Scholl. Producers were the hosts with supervision by Brandon Isle and Natalia Hepworth. Our theme music is Finding Happiness by DJ Quads and The Perpetual Ticking of Time by Artificial Music. To listen to more episodes of The Spot, like and follow us on social media or visit our website, byui.edu slash radio and click podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to BYU-Idaho Radio Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get podcasts. And also leave a review of the show and leave a comment on what we should talk about next.